Good evening, everybody. This this is Joe Cothran filling in for Tom tonight. Uh, for all you out there, hello. <laughs> Glad you're listening or watching or whatever it is. I think it's listening. Uh, but tonight, uh, as we start, I I got so blessed Sunday uh, from 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 the choir song that it took me about four hours to write it down because I kept listening back to it, you know, because of the, the blessings of how we as Christians sometimes right now, we're facing, older Christians are facing the, uh, the coming of the Lord. We think the coming of the Lord's coming uh, anytime soon or whatever, but that's the thing there. Uh, how many years have people been waiting on, on God to come back? And it's many years that people have said that but a lot of people are saying now how close, closer it is. But it, when I listen to the song Sunday, it just gives me a different perspective on uh, how we as Christians should feel about the coming of the Lord, you know. And, and I, I was going to read this to you. It was the song that we sang Sunday. And it said, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you. The Lord turns his face toward you and the Lord gives you peace. Uh, may his favor be upon you for a thousand generations in your family and your children and their children and their children. And I thought about that. You know, that's the thing that we should be praying for is the generations to come instead of saying, hey, the Lord's going to come here before these generations get here because we should be praying for those generations to come uh, that uh, we may not even get to witness to uh, because, there's, you know, we're, we're not young anymore. Let me just say that to you, you know. But uh, when, when I heard that, in your family and your children and their children and their children, and it said, and their children a couple more times, and it said a thousand generations. That's a long time, you know. That's older than me, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, and anybody here, and add all of our ages up together, that's a lot older there. But may his presence go before you and behind you and beside you, all around you and within you. The presence of our God is with us during all times because we're loved by him. He, he's here. He's, he, he surrounds us with his love. He protects us with his love. But his presence should be with us at all times in our hearts. And we should praise him for knowing that presence that comes about by knowing him. He is with you in the morning. He is with you in the evening. In your coming and your going. In your weeping and you're rejoicing. He is for you. And they repeated that eight times. He is for you. He is for you. But again, uh, we, we enjoy the presence of rejoicing more than we do weeping in our hearts in a lot of cases. And weeping in our hearts, we're, uh, we're saddened. But I think there's, a, uh, there's tears of joy also that we we're just happy that something happens nice to somebody, that salvation comes to somebody, that somebody gets married, that a baby comes about, 
you know, uh, the different blessings that we do have as Christians, we sometimes tend to overlook them or, or, or take them lightly when we should be uh, taking them more serious in our lives with, with the things we can count our blessings uh, for that. And, and I was talking to my, what, what made this so important to me, I was talking to my uh, grandson's girlfriend and we were talking about taking the, the shot, taking the COVID shot. And she said she was afraid to take the COVID shot because of the uncertainty of what it might do to uh, childbearing, you know. And, and she's in that, you know, and we know we've heard that. But I, I, I thought, wow, that's, that's, you know, something to think that, that, uh, that we may have problems with our younger kids, with our generations being like that because of a COVID virus coming about, you know, here and uh, the things that, that's going on with it. Uh, I, I was in the dentist office today and uh, a woman said, well, I hear they're lifting the mask thing in two weeks, you know, and I, I said, well, I, I didn't say anything to her, but I was over there just, you know, overhearing her and I thought, wow. You know, uh, uh, that's something that I hadn't heard, you know, there. But uh, again, we attended, some of us attended a, a funeral yesterday of a dear friend and the closeness that this man had with God was exceptional. And, and I thought about, uh, you know, last week I mentioned that uh, we, we, you know, the Bible states that we'll die but I mean, I just felt like that we were, we would just keep on living. You know, that's the way that, you know, I feel. And I, I'm, I'm not trying to dispute the Bible. I'm just saying how in my heart I feel towards when I take my last breath, my next breath is in heaven, you know. And excuse me for saying, you know, one time my wife's done got on to me on that, you know. You know, she said, I told him, uh, uh, I've got a new word. It's Juno, but it's, you know, cause I'm from Alaska. So I say, you know, but, uh, uh, when I was, a, when I was a young kid, my daddy, the man below us, two houses below us passed away and daddy come back and he was talking about him. And he said, the man had a smile on his face. And I thought, wow, you know, what was he thinking about? Was he thinking about heaven? You know, was you know he surely wasn't thinking about this world to die with a smile on his face at that time. He was thinking about something else in his life that was happening to him to have a smile on your face because uh, as Christians, what's the greatest thing we can do? We can smile for people. I mean, we can have a happy face. We, we you know we, you know how the happy face was a long time ago with a big old face and it was smiley. You know, we, we, we should have that smiling face and singing in the choir and greeting people. We should have a joy that comes from an everlasting knowing who, who we are and where we're going to spend eternity. It ought to make us all jump up and shout at times. So there. And then uh, I was talking, <laughs> you're going you're gonna to get tickled at this, you know. Uh, a dear friend like Justin uh, passing away, and I thought, as I was driving around today in the uh, uh, 
at the, where did it was? Huh? Cemetery. Thank you. <laughs> I was driving around in the cemetery, and you've heard a lot of preachers say when they were born, a dash, you know, and then, you know, and then when they passed away, and, and they were always talking about a dash. And I thought, you know, this is kind of, it's not comical, but it would make people think if there was no dash. And in between it, you had maybe question mark, question mark, question mark, and an exclamation, 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 you know. And that probably meant the time that, that I was away from God and then salvation came and I was with God, you know. And, and I thought, wow, what, what a better illustration than the, just the dash that we, we present to people uh, what kind of lives we live if they see it on a tombstone and they see something like that, you know, it, it, you'd make a, it'd, make, it'd make a lot of people think, well, what's that mean? And I wrote it down for my wife before we came, and I said, now, what's this mean to you? And she said, nothing. <laughs> and then we, we, we got into conversation about it because we didn't do this last week, but we got into a, the conversation about you know, how we lived before and when salvation came to us, how excited, what's a question mark puts doubt. You know, exclamation point puts excitement. You know, I, that, that's what I always learned in school, which I didn't learn much, but I learned that, you know. Uh, but I, I, I thought, what does it mean? What is life like? What is our life like in this world? You know, what, what, what do we do this accomplishments? You know, some people are politicians. You know, some, a few are presidents. You know, uh, some of us teach Sunday school. Some of us sing in the choir. Some uh, are just blessed to cook. You know, I, I've always said this too. Some people are just blessed to listen to people. You know, just to be attentive. You know, I think that's a, a gift is to be able to listen and discern a sermon, you know, when, when somebody's preaching a sermon or talking to you is that you show importance enough that you, you know, that you're listening to them while they're talking and that you're comprehending what they're saying, which helps us in our walk in life, whether it be in a Sunday school class, whether it be in, in, in preaching, whether it be on a Wednesday night or whatever, that we uh, are listening and we have a smile on our face and we're nodding and sometimes we raise our hand. I know we got a razor over here that sometimes he raises his hand and sometimes he shouts, you know, but, but again, that's, uh, that's the things that, that God has. Ron's like that. I mean, he's a shouter at times. Uh, David's like that. Like I said, you know, he's a shouter at times. Uh, well, everybody here sometimes a shouter at times there. But uh, again, before we get to some other scriptures, in looking at this, uh, we talked about godly women that's been in this church uh, over the years. And I know uh, I did this one time, and uh, I'm more or less talking about older women or women that's passed away that has meant a lot to this church over the years. And I know there's many, many, many uh, but uh, one of them that, that comes into everybody's mind is Eunice Lambert. You know, how she would pray for people and how, how that she would pray. If, 
if you didn't listen to Miss Eunice and didn't know her, sometimes you, you would think she had an arrogance about her, but she had a calling that she knew that she was talking to the Almighty God when she was talking. Right. You know, I mean, that was just the way that she was. I remember one time we used to get the bulletins uh, <clears throat> during the week, you know, at a certain day, and uh, uh, or, or get the newsletter, you know, a certain day a week. Well, I worked on the railroad and I had kidney stones and I never could pass the kidney stone. Man, the doctor told me, said, you're not going to pass that kidney stone. And till this day, <clears throat> when I passed that kidney stone, it's the first one I ever passed. And it was a different story <laughs> in life. If you've ever passed a kidney stone, the first one is horrendous, you know. But I passed that kidney stone and... I never thought anything about it till I got home and I saw the, the newsletter and it had my name in there praying for somebody praying for me. Because a lot of times we try to keep our, you know, our sicknesses to ourselves. We don't, we don't spread our sicknesses. We, 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 we keep them to ourselves, especially men do, uh, instead of asking for prayers. And I said, hmm, that's about the time she may have got that. And you can't tell me no difference than that woman was praying for me and she caused that kidney stone to come out because that kidney stone was shaped like that. Of course, a lot of people can't see that, but, but you know, but it was shaped. When it come out, I thought, golly, you know, I, I, I just went to my knees and I, and, and I thought, wow, that didn't hurt as much. But I just went to my knees, you know. But but we had we've had many many people that are prayer warriors in our church that have meant a lot to a lot of people over the years that was there. But I mean, you know, she was one. We've got plenty nowadays to me that are prayer warriors to us that pray for people that lift people up, that lift people up that are sick, that lift people up for salvation. You know, I mean, that, that they pray for people. You know, they pray for people constantly all the time. Uh, and we go to bed sometimes. I go to bed sometimes, and and uh, with with all the sickness in our church, the prayers at night take a lot longer than they used to. And I wake up a lot of times at night and have to start back over, you know. So uh, that, that's a good thing too, because you know there, there's nothing wrong with praying. It gets you closer to God. I just feel feel that way. The more that we pray for people, the closer we get to God. And then, then if we let somebody know that we're praying for them, that knows that somebody cares about them, you know, there. But in, in our scripture today, and David and I have talked about this. Uh, we've talked about the Holy Spirit coming to us and falling on us. You know, we're, uh, we're talking about a Holy Spirit revival here that may happen at this church, you know, uh, because of the, the, the circumstances that we're going through with the many sicknesses, with Brother Tom and his family, you know, and, and others being sick, uh, we we need to show the love for them and lift them up especially. But in the day of the Pentecost, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Now just stop and think, what's the good words there? They were all with one accord. Everybody was in like-minded. I sort of mentioned it last week. That means that from over here to over there, everybody's got the same thing on their minds, thinking about a holy God that sent His Holy Son for our sins for forgiveness and that we all need that in our lives to 
come closer to Him as a church. And that's what's happening with the churches now. A lot of churches, I feel like, are taking the Holy Spirit out of God and trying to change the churches to conformity in some ways. So we need to be in prayer for that. And, and, uh, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as, a, as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Now, can you imagine this? All these people being of one accord, and then all of a sudden, here comes a wind through, and that was, what was that? That was the Holy Spirit coming through, you know, awakening everybody, you know, and we need to be prepared for awakening that will come from God, not from man. If it's from man, it'll just blow away, but it's from God. We will have a, a, a different feeling towards everybody in this church, not just one or two or a group or whatever, will have that feeling that comes from knowing the Holy Spirit and knowing that everybody in this audience would have that. Now, wouldn't that be a blessing, though? Would not, you know, would not that be a blessing to each one of us if we could just touch, touch it, just get close to it, you know, and to see people changed, you know, to see See how uh, uh, life-changing that would be for churches uh, all around and about, you know. And uh, and there appeared unto the cloven tongue, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it set upon them each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak. With, with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now it goes on here in a little bit and it names all the different uh, people or, or sects of people, sect of people, not sects of people, but sect of people that were there. And, you know, and it was a list of 15 or 20 or 30 you know, names that come about there of different ones that spoke different, but all of a sudden all of them were able to understand what was going on. And only because of an almighty God did this happen. Uh, it wasn't Peter. You know, it wasn't him doing it. It was God inside of him doing it, you know. And we've got to realize that in our lives, it's not me, it's God inside of me. It's not Ron, it's God inside of him. You know, it's not you, Liz, it's God inside of you. When we, when we, when we love God, we set examples. When we love God, we change hearts. And we can't love God and be self-centered. We've got to love God unmercifully because of what He's done for us. Uh, and it goes back to what I said a while ago. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Why? Hey, was you in church? Was you regular? You know, was that? You know, and then you put an exclamation out there and, and you got a whole line of exclamation points and you think, wow, that person has changed. You know, because a lot of times you hear uh, people say, well, I knew him when. <laughs> you know, I knew her when. You know, uh, uh, what are they doing married? You know, he's sorry as everything. You know, what are they doing married? She's sorry as everything, you know. I mean, and, and this is it. I, I didn't want to leave you two women out, you know. <laughs> but, but again, 
That's what the love of God does for us. It humbles us. It keeps us humble to a point that uh, we realize that we need more than what we've got. You know, we can't never be we can't never be satisfied with what we've got. You know, we've got to share it with other people. You know, we've got to hug on people and tell them we love them. Uh, this church and many churches right now are full of people that need that. I mean, they, they need that. You know, we don't know how many, you know, us going through the ministry of calling women, you know, most of it's women. We know what it's like to call somebody. We know what it's like to call somebody and to see how lonely they are and what a box of candy might mean. You know, I mean, really and truly, you know, a box of candy's nothing compared to, 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 to how warm a heart receives it, you know, and it excites you and you want to do more for God. You know, it gets to a point is, what can I do next? You know, uh, we went and ate out this, this past week was uh, our son's 50th birthday party. We celebrated Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Now, that, now that's Jeffrey. So you know we needed celebration for him over the years. Anybody that knows him knows that we need to celebrate three days for him, you know. But we went to eat the last day at the top of the river, and, and it was packed. But right before it's, we, 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 we got in line and we was waiting, and here comes 60 people, 60 people at one time come running up there you know, women running out. It was all women. It wasn't men, you know, but it was all women, you know. And, and I pulled up to one of them close to the car, and she looked at me. I, I was trying to get, I was in my big uh, sequoia, and I was trying to get it out of the road so people wouldn't hit it or whatever. But uh, she looked at me like, what are you doing? I can't get between these two cars, you know. <laughs> so I, I, I didn't say nothing to her. But when we got ready to leave after we'd had our celebration with him on the, you know, the third day, that's the third time. So that might be a good thing, you know. Uh, but uh, there was another uh, lady coming out the door and I was holding the door and she come out and it, I'm like David Holmes. It don't take but one little respond to get me going, you know, and she, she mentioned the Holy, Holy Spirit. Boy, from that walk all the way down, it, we, we had a ball. You know, I went from a, a woman frowning at me to a woman with the presence of an almighty God that just, just, you know, excited me from the time that we walked down to the bottom. You know, I just couldn't, I couldn't help talking to her and loving on her and just listening to her, you know, and her telling me that she is going to heaven. And, and I said, baby doll, I'm right beside you. I'm going too. You know, I said, that's just how I feel. I said, the Lord's full of us, you know, and, and, and God gives us these opportunities to tell people what, 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 he, what he's done for us in our lives, how he's changed us, what he's made of us. You know, we get so wrapped up in ourselves we forget about a holy God. We get wrapped up so much in ourselves, we think that we're the only good people in the church. Well, the, full, the church is full of good people. You know, what about the ones that's not saved? You know, how many churches are full of people that's not saved? How many churches are full of people that's, that, that, that's never even thought about Christ that just come to church to be seen? You know, how many churches are that way? And it seems like we're losing churches in a way and members in a way 
because of the way that the world's acting. We're getting more like the world than the world's getting like us. I mean, you know, we're, 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 we're getting smaller and smaller and smaller because we're letting the devil take control of our lives instead of having a God-filled spirit inside of us all the time. You know, I mean, that's, that's, we know that. You know, you can go into churches now and with, with, with everything, it's just a cold feeling sometimes. You know, me, I, it's like I said last week, I like to start over here and Ron likes to start over here. You know, different ones like to start around and go around and, and hug a neck and say, hey, I love you. You know, I mean, uh, I love you means a lot to a lot of people. Some, sometimes it don't mean nothing to anybody. It's just an expression of words. But, there's the but question. If they know that you love them, just think how much it means to them. You know, if they know that, 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 that you're in love with God and you're in love with them through God, it just makes a whole lot difference in their lives. You know, and when, we come, when I walk in this church, they're some of the loneliest looking people now. I mean, honestly, and it just, uh, it, it brings tears to my eyes thinking about that. You know, that loneliness causes death sometimes. You know, I mean, loneliness causes frustration sometimes. Loneliness does a thing to us that, uh, that love doesn't. You know, I mean, there's a whole lot of difference. Loneliness brings a hurt on our face. Loneliness brings a look in her eyes that don't talk to me. You know, don't say nothing to me. I don't want to hear about your God. You know, I'm at church today. I've done my thing for a week. You know, uh, I, I'm here. I'll, I'll fake a smile. You know, and, and that's with us sometimes. You know, we, we, we get that way too. I guess because we're so human. We do get that way. We get a, a point to where that, that, that we come into church and, and we've got worries. <laughs> Who don't have worries now? If you're living, you got worries. You got problems with your children, with your grandchildren, with your wife. And I'm not saying marital problems. I'm saying physical, you know, uh, physical problems, sickness problems, you know, things that we cannot do, the things that we used to do. Uh, I mean, we, we have these things in our lives to come about when we get older. And what happens to them? We withdraw from people. You know, we don't want to be around people. You know, uh, the, 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 the people don't mean anything to us. We, we look at them like, who are you? You know, what, what are you doing around me? You know, and that's a sad thing that we have as Christians. We should be uplifting them and smiling at them and, and, and causing them to rejoice in their lives and thinking about, boy, I wish I had what he had. Or I wish what, what she's got, I want. You know, we would want these things in our lives. We would want to do the things that, that are Christ-like. We would want this Holy Spirit to jump on us, you know, and us to be able to, to, to shout and say, praise you, God, and thank you, God. You know, thank you that, you know, that, that I've got beautiful grandchildren. Thank you, God, that you've given my grandchildren health. Thank you that you give my wife health. Thank you that, that you give a wife that we're, 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 we're in late ages compared to, to a lot of people. But we still hold hands at night and tell each other we love them 
and we pray for each other. You know, she'll pray for me or I'll pray for her. You know, we'll pray for our grandkids and let it be known that we need to lift up our grandkids and children almost every night when we, or day when we do our prayer life. And I know sometimes with, with some groups, you'd be praying for two hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, really, you know, you'd forget them all by the time you got to the, close to the end and you'd have to start back over, you know. But uh, I mean, that's the way I am with praying. You know, I'd fall asleep and get to sleep and I'd say, oh, and God would wake me up and I'd, say, I'd start back over because I'd figure out, you know, because you got a routine that you pray for people and you lift them up, you know, and, and you care for people. Uh, and, and that's the thing that we have is a special kind of love that we should show the world that we've got. Uh, I, I, I know this in here. Uh, Liz Battles don't ever meet a stranger. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's just a pleasure to be around somebody. And there's a lot of people, you know, that are that way. You know, that they're that way. And, uh, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with each other's tongue as the Spirit gave them in utterance. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. Now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because they, because that every man heard them speak in his own language and they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, not, are, are not all of these which speak Galileans? And, and how... How here we every man in his own tongue wherein were we born. Named all the names there. And then here's, here comes the wise group around. Well, they're all drunk. <laughs> you know, and Peter kind of set them straight. No, I know. I'm a witness to that. They're not all drunk. They're full of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's a difference in being drunk and being full of the Holy Ghost. If you're drunk and you get drunk enough, you're going to throw up. <laughs> you know, if you're full of the Holy Ghost, you're not going to throw up. You're just going to praise. You. You're going to raise your hand and say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. You know, it's like entering the streets of uh, going to heaven, you know, and the angels and everybody praising God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. You know, and we have a hard time raising the hand and saying, thank you, God, or clapping, you know. <laughs> I mean, you know, who's watching? You know, I'm over here clapping, you know. Uh, you know, we, we visited Carolyn's mother, you know, and she'd clap like that all the time, you know. And, and the joy, you'd see the joy of the Holy Spirit take control of her and, and how she'd just get excited. And when she got excited, guess what happened? The five or six men that was with her, they would get excited, man. And then, whoo, it would get to rolling. You know, we'd get one man get on his knees and get the bona fide and stuff, you know. Uh, don't know who that is, but he might be sitting over here to my left, you know. But, but, but again, that's what, that's what God's done for me. Uh, I, I'm not the only one that he's done it for. You follow me? I'm not in the boat by myself, you know. I, I may think I'm in the boat by myself, but I know better than that. You know, I, I know there's others in that boat, you know. Uh, and I, I, I know this, through knowing Jesus, He loves us no matter how we are. He's going to forgive us. He's going to send the Holy Spirit to show us 
what we've done right and what we've done wrong, mostly to show us what we've done wrong, you know, in my life. You know, he don't show me what I've done right, you know. But again, through knowing him, I know when I do wrong, you know. And I know, I know it's deserving, you know. Uh, that's, that's, that's what he's here for. He's not here for any other reason to bring his children home one day. It may be a thousand generations. It may be next week. But we don't need to sit on our laurels, if that's a good word, you know, and think, well, we're going to be the ones chosen. Everybody else is going to be left behind. We ought to be thinking about others instead of ourselves, you know. We ought to be witnessing to others instead of ourselves. We ought to be letting people know how much we love them instead of ourselves.